Peace, peace, peace. I am Dr. Philip Roundtree, and you are tuned into episode 66 of Hashtag You Good Man. Salute to those of you who are watching or listening on the YouTubes. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. I got to put my arm, and Mike, you got to put your left arm up and point down. All right, yeah, they, they yeah. can't see it. Yeah, we messed it. We messed it up. Just subscribe. Hit the subscribe. Yeah, we try. We try. Hit the subscribe button. Like, comment, share with a brother who you know could benefit from this pod. Also, if you're whatever streaming platform you are listening on, specifically if you're li- li- listening on Spotify, hit the like, the comment, the share button. The reason why I say Spotify is because their prices are going up. It's going up like between one and three dollars per month if you're on a family plan got a couple people on the family plan might have a couple people off the family plan (laughs) after this increase but i'm not gonna let them know they just gonna find out when they can't access the songs that they desire (laughs) with that said i am joined by my canadian homie he said just call him the homie but i don't know too many canadian americans american canadians who are 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 living the dream up (laughs) up in uh the, the upper the upper north north america uh the good brother michael olenick how you feeling i'm feeling good man always good to be on the pod and yeah i, I guess i'm living the dream it's the same kind of dream i was living in america the problems exist up here too so <laughs> we're agreed they just don't got the gun, they don't got the gun problem the u.s has well i don't think a lot of places have the, the gun problem Yeah, that's weird it's almost like it's endemic to the u.s strange can't believe huh. it it's like oh my gosh but yet and still shocking and yet and still people are always shocked when i say that america is the safest it's ever been and people are like wait how the because the media does what the media does and so yeah gun violence might be at an all-time high but when we talk about just violence and, and crime in general it's actually at a low point so but we're not here to, to to talk about that we are here to have a conversation about a a viral video and it's it's actually pretty timely and goes it aligns with the types of conversations that we have here on hashtag you good man men's wellness podcast so i came upon this video being on x formerly known as twitter which is a cesspool it is a it is a cesspool it, i i don't have any other language to describe what twitter is it's like hell times four I probably would, if I was a believer, I probably want to go to hell and, and play spades with, with Satan as opposed to just be on, say, say, yo, you got to be on Twitter for the rest of your life. But but I digress. The, the viral story that I saw was related to a sister by the name of, and, and forgive me if I pronounce her name wrong, Ro Bosch or Ro Bash. This sister posted a video of her that the after the aftermath of her being hit in the face with a brick by a man who she rejected she said no i'm not giving you my phone number and he allegedly proceeded to hit her in the face with a brick and the reason why the video went viral is because not only did she record what her face looks like looked like at the scene and at the hospital and at home, she she highlighted, and, and it took so much courage for her to look around at the, the 10 or so men, again, quote unquote men, that were present and said, why didn't y'all do anything? 
which led to a, a, a great discussion, an, an unfortunate discussion about the role men have in not only protecting women, but also how men navigate rejection. So I sent you the story, Mike. I tried to send you the video, ended up sending you a link. Were you able to watch the video? I was able to watch the video and uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of layers to this and it does hit on the kind of things we talk on because the videos indicative of like a systemic failure on a lot of levels. There's like community failure in it. There's an idea like community failure in the sense of like, cause I don't think the not stepping in is purely gender. I think not stepping, if you look at, videos of fights or videos of violence there's always a group of people with cameras filming it but not doing anything about yeah. it that's kind of like our age and like i think that's the community failure but yeah I, I agree with you that it took a lot for her to start shouting at the other men what are you doing like why aren't you stepping up and it does for me it does call into account of like who are men in our society what do they represent who are they trying to be? And then like the part about rejection is huge too, because I hate to say it, but like, I'm not shocked that a man got rejected and reacted with violence. I'm not shocked. I wish I was, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I, I think for me, so my visceral reaction was just like, I thought it was fake, number one, because- it, oh, I think everything's fake at first, yeah. so I'm with you on that. And yeah. so like the time of day, how her face looked, the, the disfigurement, and then it was once I saw, because so much across social media is fake, once I realized that it wasn't fake, my next question was, wait, where did this happen? Because I just, I couldn't believe that it was people standing around that somebody would get hit, literally hit with a brick, which I contend is attempted murder. If you, mm. if you try to hit somebody, if you intentionally hit somebody in the face with a brick, that can cause brain damage, that can cause seizures, that can cause so many different types of uh, uh, ailments. I was like, where is she? And I heard the accents of the men that were present and they did have, um, they did have accents. So I was like, did this happen in America? Because for, again, part of me would think that American men, for, for again, for whatever reason, giving them the benefit of the doubt, especially black men, because there's a layer of, of race here that that is definitely prevalent, uh, which I noticed in a lot of the conversation that was taught that was happening in the Twitterverse. But I, but a part of me was just like, nah, I, I just don't see I even the hardest of brothers, the hardest of brothers are just not going to sit and let somebody let alone pick up a brick, then go and hit a woman in the face with them because they got rejected. But then I saw it was, it allegedly took place in Houston, Texas. And that didn't change much when I, uh, by way of just the, the absurdity of it. But it was just like, may, maybe a part of me just couldn't fathom that American black men specifically would go to that level of violence um and that that had to be somewhere else and probably again probably that is, is is patriarchal conditioning and just the desire me being a black man and 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 hoping and wishing for the best so that was that was my my second reaction 
to it. My third reaction was, what the fuck? <laughs> it was like, it was literally like, like you didn't get the number. So you picked up a brick. It was just, I just, my mind, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. And I saw so much commentary and I just, for me, I, and I still can't necessarily wrap my mind around that, that, that lack of humanity that took place in, in this person picking up this, 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 this instrument, this tool of destruction with dangerous intent to hit somebody in the face. So those were my initial response, uh, like these visceral feelings that came up for me, like the anger and the outrage. What about you? Let, let me ask you this with the idea of you thinking, what the fuck, how do you go from getting rejected from not getting the digits to grabbing a brick? But how far away is grabbing the brick from when a guy buys a woman a drink at a bar and thinks it's going to lead to something. And then when it doesn't, he goes, fuck you, you bitch. How far away are those? Like, how close is that kind of anger? You know what I mean? I, is it is it a huge jump to go from that visceral angle of fuck you, you bitch, I'm entitled to something now because I bought you a drink to grabbing a brick? Is it that far away? I think so. I do. I do think so. Because, and, and, and that's what... You know, when we talk about, you know, responses to to rejection, which is ideally you just take the rejection in stride. I know that whether it's memes or just conversations that take place about uh, raise your sons. If if somebody says they reject you, they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to date you. They don't want to ever just take it in stride and keep moving. I do think there is some nuance there with that as well, like it is in so many situations. But I do think there is a stretch to go from verbal assault, verbally violating someone, then picking up a a dangerous instrument, right? I I do I think guess there's levels to to this 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 aspect of violence. I guess what I'm saying is, can we believe that the man that gets angry at the woman at the bar is that far from becoming the man that hits a woman? It's it's angers on a continuum, man. If if the man already believes that he's entitled based on a drink, doesn't the entitlement grow as the more invested you get into something is like to where this anger can grow and grow in the man? But I do think uh, and, and I do hear what you're saying, but I think that there is a in what we see here. A lot of men are cowards. Right. A lot of men are cowards. So taking it from and, and definitely to strike a woman, you're a coward to verbally assault a woman. You're a coward. But a lot of men are cowards when it comes to engaging in some type of physical violence, despite what the statistics say. Right. We know that men are more likely to be physically abusive, physically assaultive to to women. A lot of times it's women that they actually know. Right. Who they're in relationship mm -hmm. with. But just a strange woman, I could I could see the the fub. I've I've been around a lot of those, right? I could, yeah. but I've never been around because the. So I've been around the fub because pride, because ego, you feel shamed, right? You didn't have your masculinity affirmed in that moment. But I don't think in those individuals' eyes would they ever consider picking up mm -hmm. something. Picking up a brick, 
and hitting her with it. Now, if you would have said with with that that comparison, if you would have said pick it up a drink and throwing it in her face, which is also assaultive behavior, uh huh, that wouldn't be a far stretch. As a but you see what I mean? No, I you d- get where I'm going. I, I with do it. the continuum of this kind of behavior. Yeah, no, no, no. I I definitely it's, do. It's just it's endemic to men when they're fragile, fragile, fragile masculinity isn't affirmed. Yeah. It's no holds barred. It's I'm going to know you no longer have value as a human being. Cause listen, yes. When it gets physical, is it a more of a threat? Absolutely. But to verbally accost someone and make them feel fear, you are still saying you are no longer on the same level of humanity that I am. And therefore I can treat you as less than for sure. For sure. No, no, definitely no argument there. I I just think for me going from the, Hey, F U B to again, a brick, right? Like it's, I, I I can't wrap my mind around and I've been around some, some chauvinistic brothers. I've probably been chauvinistic at at times in, in, in a past life. The the idea of picking up a, 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 again, a brick. Yeah. I guess I just have, for that type of man that exists in the world, I have less of a belief in their anger staying where it is. I expect it to grow because I also know that like abuse isn't reported on a one-to-one, right? Mm-hmm. Plenty of abuse that women face at the hands of men isn't reported. Yeah. Not reported for years and years and years. So like, I just think it's happening a lot more than we see. Oh yeah. yeah. Listen, it's, I, I definitely think it is because you know, if what if she didn't go to TikTok, right? What if she mm. didn't? What if she mm. didn't have the courage to upload this in probably one of the worst moments of her life? What if she didn't do that? We wouldn't be talking about we, it. We wouldn't. We wouldn't, know. we wouldn't be talking about it. We wouldn't see and hear these brothers who I and and this is why I had to stop commenting on commenting on Twitter posts regarding the situation. Who I had a little bit of compassion for these brothers who were there who did not act so my i guess we can get into that aspect of it what were your thoughts in in hearing the responses from the men present such as well what did you want me to do what was i supposed to do in that moment i mean part of it's absolutely like bystander effect stuff where you think somebody else is eventually going to jump in I don't got to handle this. There's enough people here. Someone's going to do something. Um, and I, I must sound so cynical on this pod. I don't think we hold community with others very well to where we see the need to jump in for their safety. We speak it. We speak it. We speak good games about how like protect women or protect this or protect that but the actions we don't see them too much Mm. we just don't we don't see people step up and go i am willing to put myself in between and attempt to mediate or de-escalate a situation uh i don't know were they thinking about their own safety were they thinking of this isn't my problem were they caught up in the spectacle of it like there's all kinds of things that could play out I don't want to reduce it to like manhood because I did like check out a couple articles on like some research stuff and where they've looked at the bystander effect and it doesn't seem to be gendered, right? People just like to stand and look. Yeah. 
Yeah. But there is something to be said in accountability when it comes to like, couldn't they have talked to talk to the man, right? You don't have to jump in and like save the woman, but like try to de-escalate, try to do something. Speak, open your mouth. Oh, like open your mouth isn't going to turn the threat on you. And besides, realistic, I mean, maybe not. I was going to say realistically, <laughs> if the threat all of a sudden spun on the person that decided to talk, is everybody or all the men going to band together against the man? You know what I and mean? Is that going to change things? Exactly, exactly. And that was one of the points that I that I made first. Uh, and and another response, like a, a visceral response that I had to watching it was. I'm shocked nobody was recording it because hmm. usually which lends I'm not going to say credibility to the fact that they might not have known what the hell was happening but we see everything being recorded we see the most heinous crimes assaults on 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 humanity being recorded but the, but seemingly again something could come out later but seemingly the only person that, that decided to hit the, the the record button on their phone was the sister who got hit. And so that made me mm. think like, damn, were these people that in, in shock and awe about what was taking mm. place? Because normally, even if it's like a buildup to something, or even after she got hit, you you see people picking it up and just recording it, and you're seeing the mocking, or you're seeing like, yo, that's crazy. Haven't seen any of that. So that was alarming to me because, as you said, we record everything. We stand, we watch, and we record everything. But you brought up a point that I made on on Twitter because I had to I had to stop myself from replying to women, especially bl- black women who were the majority of women commenting on the situation, because I recognize sometimes you just gotta shut the hell up. Right. Sometimes you sometimes you it doesn't. And I and I talked about this on across my socials. Sometimes I'm this I'll psychoanalyze shit to death. In that moment, that's not what was needed. And a lot of men and I saw a lot of men replying to these women who are who are venting out of pain and frustration, who some have merits to what they're saying. Some are just just saying shit to say it. But at times I didn't need to say anything. I didn't need, especially like commenting directly to somebody about what they're feeling, what they're experiencing and offering um, a differing perspective. Sometimes you just got to sit and let things cool. No mm. different than when we talk about when you have a uh, an argument with your spouse, with your partner. Yeah, y'all can argue and you could literally stand there and say, well, you should have did this and, and would have considered this. But ultimately, is it, get, is it going to get through based off where you both are in that moment? But unfortunately, I didn't see a lot of men doing that. But I, I, I just brought that up. But I wanted to speak to this point of what you said, because I replied to a sister. I did reply to to one sister on there. And because she talked about bell hooks, who we both stand and what she said. Matter of fact, what, the, what was her post? If I can pull it up real quick. She said, bell hooks tried to tell us the power of patriarchy has been to make maleness feared and to make men feel that it, that it is better to be feared than to be loved. And so my response to that was, indeed, she did. And the byproduct of it is not only men falsely feeling unloved, but also fearing one another. Thus, once the shock and awe of the bystander behavior to the egregious act wears off, we may see shame turn to love. And with that love, we'll see brothers teach each other. 
Uh, because it, it, in this moment of time, um, and I wrote that because shame and them brothers, that's not going to get us where we need to be. Right now, even 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 in the midst of safety, because I recognize that when we're talking about violence, we're talking about safety. You got to do by any means necessary, like 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 the Jagna Malcolm X said, by any means necessary. So if you got a shame, then you got a shame. But I also think a part of a part of that their response was related to fear. So we have this 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 fight or flight. Uh, what is it? Fight flight. Uh, fawn, freeze, freeze, fawn. fawn. Yeah, 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 all the, all the f's, right? But nobody <laughs> said what the fuck. Yo, even nobody <laughs> said, yo, all right, fuck it. Let me just go here, hit this nine one one. Yo, some shit just went down, right? Mm. Even just to, 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 to do that, right? I hope, I hope at bare minimum, I would have at least dialed my arch enemy, nine one one, and said, listen, something went down, right? But part of that, but I bring that up to say, I, I th- definitely think part of it is just the fear of of one another, especially when we talk about this idea of, of black men. We fear one another. It's a le- reason why we don't have the the healthiest, rela- healthiest relationships with one another, right? Which we, we can also attribute to patriarchy, but also the concept of white supremacy, which did a hell of a job in having us look at one another as competition. Hmm. And if something transpires, then we can be on the the opposite end of of some type of harm as a result. Yeah, there's interesting crowd think that happens within groups of men, right? And I'm thinking about this situation. It's hard to step out, right? It's hard to break the narrative. It's hard to be different than the others as a man. And a lot of time men fall in line with the loudest and the angriest man that's in the group. That becomes the ringleader, the loudest voice, the most visceral reaction. And choosing to stand up to that man is like, it can be social suicide in some cases. You get kicked out of the group. Yeah. You no longer have those friends. You get kicked from the pack, right? It's like pack animal type behavior. And I definitely think that plays a fact. And I think another thing that plays a fact is we like to call men protectors, right? Or that they're strong or that they should be able to provide shelter. But I don't know if a lot of men even understand what being a protector is. I think a lot of men believe being a protector is brute strength. And that ain't it. (laughs) Like that ain't it. To be a protector, you have to have you have to have created some kind of ethic for yourself and how you go through life. Like personally for me, on an experiential level, I want to be known as a place of shelter by anyone I come into contact with. And I make that known. I put that out to the world. I am here to provide shelter, protection, a space. I want to provide you a space. And I don't know if a lot of men have that ability right now, especially when you ha- when it has to come at the cost of possibly being a pariah in your group of men. Hmm. And then we got that idea of like being seen as weak, being seen as soft. You have to come, come into my narrative, come with me on my anger, 
my anger is righteous. Yeah. Join me in this, brother. And it's like to go against that, you are risking something as a man. Yeah, because you're gonna be you're gonna be a simp, right? You're gonna be a sucker. Mm, you're yeah, gonna be yeah. you know a hotep. You know, changing traditional African language to to mean something derogatory, which is which is wild to me. But you're gonna be all of these things, and who wants to who wants to be that? Especially in a mm. society where you know tribalism is is real, where you want to belong, no matter mm-hmm. where you are. When we talk about this, I, I remember who was it? Was it? It was Jim Brown, the the late Jim Brown. Even though I've had some issues with his with his politics, somewhat. When he talked about this idea of gangs, this you're talking about family. You're talking about community. Mm. You're talking about a place where you feel like you belong. Even if some of the behaviors might be unhealthy, belonging is belonging is key. So yeah, that that definitely impacts this, you know, whether one intervenes or not. I saw another post, and I want to see what you think about this. Um, let's see. Just bear with us real quick. Here we go. So I so this 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 brother on on social media queer socialism said the vast majority of people do not have any training in self-defense intervention and prevention strategy and i think in these discussions it is often under discussed that most people do not know what to do in the face of violence not an excuse but an explanation again nobody cares about that (laughs) in the hours in the aftermath right of of a woman being hit in the face with a brick but I do think there's something there. What do you think? There is something there. Yeah, there is something that I was kind of, it kind of also makes me think of where the conversations are happening about this kind of things. Like you pointed out, like it's happening on, I'm not calling it X, Twitter. It's happening on Twitter. <laughs> uh, it's happening in social media. It's not happening in person to person. So it's like this disconnected, like you said, venting. It's people venting into the abyss of the internet. It isn't people coming together to discuss violence and how to handle it. It isn't people highlighting the fact that like women are still being attacked by men, a large percentage, right? That's still happening. Men are still treating women as less than and as objects that they can abuse and use however they want. So I do think we do need real conversations in real spaces all this stuff cannot happen on the internet you can't you can't build movements on the internet you can't build change on the internet so there is something to be said of like what like why don't we have men coming together to discuss the problem that exists currently as far as violence versus women why don't we have men coming together to be like brainstorm how do we work on this we don't do we don't see it yeah but I, I, there's absolutely validity to pointing that out because we do need to violence is very much a thing right now. And when society is constantly putting more and more pressure on people and giving them less and less violence is going to be more and more familiar and more and more reckless and more and more shocking. So if we want men to be like pillars in the community, then we need real time, real spaces and real actual solutions to come up with how we handle violence as men. Yeah, I I absolutely agreed. Agreed. I I think I think it can start on the Internet. 
but it can't mm. it can't stay there it can't right stay there, yeah. like it, it just it, it can't stay there it, it, any movement it can begin there you can you can meet people of tribe but if it stays there mm. that's all it's ever going to be it's just going to continue to be an idea until you put it into action right until you really get out in these east streets um so yeah but no I, I definitely agree with what you said and i agree with what the what the good brother said with this isn't something that's taking place at an early age conflict mm-hmm. resolution always have to talk to you know mike my, my my son who's in who's a toddler now talk to his siblings like listen uh you know first we you know like the hit and i get it like he he's a hitter right now right and it's cute it's cute at at almost two but ultimately we don't want him to 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 have that behavior become the norm right as he as he matures as he gets older we don't want physical violence to 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 be the norm so his mom does a great job and even that as a toddler she's like okay inhale and he'll exhale he has no idea what he's doing right but he's he's she's teaching him how to cope with the emotions and the 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 thoughts feelings and emotions that he has but we don't see that across the board we don't see that's not something again this this whole philadelphia school district socio-emotional education this isn't taking place there this conflict resolution it's only conflict resolution and peer mediation after you done fought yeah. <laughs> right which no prevention no prevention, no prevention. which is it's all reactionary which which doesn't make sense especially if we're talking about um raising and cultivating healthy human beings who who know how to de-escalate a situations it's no different than what we say about the police Right, like they're they're trained to 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 increase tension and toxicity and violence in situations. That's just their very nature, and so unfortunately, yeah. this is what too many men have become. They become de facto police in this situation by their inaction to do anything to de-escalate, to to aid in the situation. Just their mere presence just causes more harm. I can only imagine getting hit with a brick looking around and seeing people and just the emotional and, and psychological turmoil that will take place as a result of just the people who are just standing there looking at you questioning the questions you're already questioning humanity with the person that hits you now you have to look at the people in their inaction as a result mm-hmm. of that yeah, you get to deal with the individual collapse and the community collapse in the same moment, <laughs> which is which is is mind boggling. Which is is mind boggling. And I think you bring up your son's actually a really great example, right? Because his hitting is how he's relating to the world, right? His hitting is how he's choosing the channel feelings that he has, mm-hmm. right? And you're right; it is cute when you're two, but we got a lot of men that exist and live every day and that is still how they relate to the world like because listen let's bring it back to like the guy at the bar getting angry at the woman that didn't decide to dance with him after he bought her a drink i bet you his hand raised as he's calling her things Hmm. i bet you he did one of these you know what i mean yeah 
men are living with their hands as their only way to relate to the world a lot of the time, I think. And it's because, as always, we always end up here at some point. They don't know what they're feeling. They don't have any other skills. So they're just still using the same skill that's a blunt object and isn't a good tool. Yeah, yeah. When we, when we speak about this idea of, of teaching, like with so much of the work that I was doing when I was working with black and brown boys, it was to, okay, I want you to understand what your emotions are and, and what, they, what you're feeling when you're feeling them. But I want you to look at your body. I want you to look mm. at your hands. What's happening? I want you to feel your brow. I want you to feel your face. What's happening and where in your body is this, this, this tension manifesting itself? For me, it's always in the face, right? Mm. It's always in the face. I don't ball my fist up. I don't go through any of that. My body language completely shifts when I'm upset, when I'm angry, when I'm, when I'm not feeling heard, when I'm, when I'm potentially fearful. So now I have to front as if I, I have everything under control. I have to become the, the intimidating figure that society already thinks that I am as a means for what? As a means for survival. And that's why I can't underscore the, the importance of survival when it comes to situations like this that, that some brothers find themselves in. Like, I, as, as much as I understand and, and empathize and recognize the hurt and the pain that comes from so much of the commentary that relates to, to this situation, I just can't castigate men as a result of something like inaction mm. in that moment. Because then we find, what if we find ourselves in that moment as we've talked about earlier? I can only hope that I would be like, yo, relax. But if I'm, I, I, I'm just putting myself in this situation. Um, if I was in Houston at that moment in time, if I was by myself, I can unequivocally say, there's probably no way in hell I would do anything in that moment. Hmm. I would try and call 911, right? But I would have to dip off. Hence the reason why I don't I don't go places with by myself. Cause I I, I cause you don't want to feel alone, right? And and feel potentially helpless. Now I, I and this is just a matter of listen, me being surrounded by a group of men, I'm always on high alert. If I'm walking down the street, it's, again, it's, especially when we talk about black boys and black men, and I hate that I'm this way. I got to just make sure my posture is correct. If I see four black boys walking down the street, they could be straight A students. They can be amazing human beings. But I'm still going to be like, right, just in case. Right, just in case, because you never know. But now I've done a better job at, 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 hey, what's up, young fellas? Speaking to them. Oh, what's up, old head? Then you like... Mm -hmm. You disarm yourself. You disarm them and you disarm yourself potentially mm. by, by speaking. I never forget when I went to, and I, talk, I tell this story so often, when I went to Black Enterprise Magazine, they were honoring uh, black men who were doing different things in the community. I went down there for my work in mental health when I was really out in the mental health streets. 
Um, I got on the plane. It was another brother, uh, Frank Brady, who's a good brother. He's an advocate. He's always super hype, animated. He's a speaker. He does a, a lot of different things. And he just kept wanting to talk to me. He was taking a, a flight from Connecticut to Philly. Then we were going down to, to Miami or wherever the PGA golf tournament is. Uh, what's that? What's that place? It escapes me right now. Um, and so I'm like, yo, why you want to, why you keep trying to talk to me? I'm not saying that to him, but I'm trying to present like, I don't really want to engage with you. I had just quit my job the day before. So I was unemployed, right? Going down to this place where it's going to be a lot of black men in tech. You got representatives from Walmart, from all these super places down there. It's just like, how the hell? And I said to myself, how the hell am I going to go down here with the Philly, the up North, the Northeast, uh, grit on my face? No, I got to smile. I got to open up, right? I got to engage people. And so, but but how we're socialized as men, if we smiling at other brothers, it's a problem, right? So we got to make sure that we're intimidated because we, we don't want to be victimized. If anything, we want to be the, the individuals who's, who's perpetrating the, the, whatever violence it is in the event that you have to defend yourself in, in some capacity. But yeah, if I was down there, if I was by myself, it's a high likelihood. I'm not going to say a hundred percent like more. You are the father, but I'm going to say 99.99%. And I don't say that with shame because I've recognized in my 39, almost 40 years of life, that how I've been conditioned to mm. respond to situations. Now, I hope I would call 911. Now, the difference is, if I was down there with 10 of my homies, 10 people who I knew, and it was one of my homies, like, yo, 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 what you doing? Yo, it's, it's been plenty of times I've had to get a homie, like, because they, they, they in a girl face too long, and I'm looking, and she's visibly pissed off. Like, yo, yo, come on, man, we out, we out, we out. But if it was 10 of my homies and 10 random men who I didn't know, the percentage drops. Because of this idea of fear that is a result of everything that Bell Hooks talks about. No, I, that's real, man. And I think a lot of the times on the daily, I am <laughs> on the defensive preparing for an unforeseen attack like that is the mindset and like yes yeah, some of that is like yo we are mammals like we are biologically designed to survey our areas and figure out if there's a threat there right yeah. some of it is that uh but some of it is also like conditioning and i got like a i got like a silly story that happened this week uh i was walking my dog, well, my girlfriend's dog, but now he is also my dog. So I walk a dog <laughs> now. It's a whole new experience. Yeah. And I was in the process of picking up my dog's poop as a guy started petting the dog. And in my head, I was like, are you effing kidding me? Mm. But I didn't say it, right? But that was the, the moment was to be like very hard, very aggressive, all in the face, right? Not to verbally say anything, but just to give an energy. But I decided not to do that. And this sweet guy looks at me and goes, you have a very pretty dog and a wonderful beard. <laughs> <laughs> so I got two compliments out of that experience by not going to what my brain tells me to do, which is look 
like you are angry like ward this person off with your energy alone yeah so i do think that is part of the conditioning and then when you're talking about like the lesson here isn't to like shame these men because that isn't the lesson it's never the lesson a lesson can't be to like get angry at the people that fail the lesson is how do we prevent the next people from failing that's the lesson the lesson isn't to come at these men and be like you're a bunch of cowards right and start making fun of their manhood like that's not what we're supposed to do and then when it comes to like who would i be in that scenario like you said context is important but at the same time i think it was the movie stand by me i think it was where one of the characters ends up dying later in life older because he's breaking up a fight in a like a diner he gets like stabbed i think it's stand by me and listen if you haven't seen it yeah i spoiled it for you it's been out since the 80s so like you should have seen it by now i saw lean on me <laughs> with mr clark i i didn't see stand by me. <laughs> well i just remember like hearing that in the moment and being like yeah that would be me i would break up a fight and get stabbed and like i don't know like if it's the Libra in me, I can get an astrology on you guys. It's okay if you're not an astrology person, but Libras are all about justice, right? Mm. And justice is important to me. And I'm not good at seeing someone, listen, I can't handle the table next to me talking down to a server, right? I will say something in that moment because there are certain moments where we should want to put people in check if we know how to deliver the message. And I think that's, I think, we need more men that figure out how to deliver their personal message and we need them to start doing it more often. Yeah. Cause we all got something, man. We got something to offer. We got little tidbits to be like, Hey, you might want to revisit this and try something different, but we're scared. Like you said, we're scared of opening up. We're scared of crossing that threshold and inviting in whatever might come in after we do that. Yeah. Yeah, before we get ready to wrap up, I want to talk about what was just unbelievably problematic. I saw a lot of men going to the woman who was hit in in the face. Again, her name is Ro Bash, I believe. Hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. Ro Bash. They went to her social media and they started taking videos of of her talking about black men, talking about men in general, her doing skits where she's like knocking a man's hat off, I believe it is, and using it as we're supposed to protect her. And I was just like, yeah, you are. Because for me, I don't care what it is that you got to say about me, right? I want to make sure you're okay before we start addressing any problematic behaviors that you might be exhibiting on the internet, right? I wanna make sure you're safe. Safety is paramount. Then we can address anything else because if you're not safe, if you experience some type of harm, then a lot of the words, the conversation is gonna be on lost, on deaf ears, right? But I thought it was it was just so, it was it was so problematic. I, I know I used that word already. And I saw somebody bring up, and I, I was it Mickey Kendall. I can't recall who it was, but they said this is the same thing police do after they murder yeah. a black man in the street. They go find the worst picture they can find. They go find them acting up, holding guns, doing whatever, not looking uh, prim and proper, and they use that as justification as why they perpetuated harm against them. 
So I don't know if you saw any of those any of those type of tweets or, or videos. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I did. On that article you sent me, there were a couple women commenting on how men immediately attempted to drag this woman and prove that she was not deserved. She lacked deservedness for protection. And you brought up police, and I like to always bring up, like, when I say no police, that includes the cop that exists in your head. Mm. He got to go, too. <laughs> like, this, this idea that we can find flaws in someone to such a degree that it removes them from community protection we gotta lose that like we gotta lose that i'm in full agreement like that ain't that ain't the behavior that doesn't absolve and like really it becomes a question of these men that weren't involved in the scenario that decide to try to drag this woman what are you doing why are you even doing this because all you're doing is perpetuating this. Like, listen, you ain't throwing a brick, but you're throwing something. Yeah. Yeah. You're causing the same energy to that. You are bringing that woman down in the same way that man did. Bringing more pain. Bringing unnecessary pain. And that's why I said exactly. if, if you're not going to intervene, if you don't have something healthy to say to, to potentially help in a situation to add some type of value, then just be quiet. Then just be, then just be quiet. But unfortunately, you ain't getting that on the internet. <laughs> you're not. You're not. We're too far gone. We're too far gone. Yes. Everybody's got a voice. Everyone's got something they can put in. We're we're too far gone. And and I I I try to keep hope alive for humanity. But it, <laughs> by the day, I see why elders be upset. Like yo, y'all, y'all ain't shit. <laughs> All right, because they's like yo, you supposed to. You know, I held on just a little bit. You know, I had the faith of a mustard seed, like the re- religious folks say. But y'all, this... The hope is in the community. The hope ain't on the internet. Exactly. Every now and again, we get nice little we get nice little blips, little rays of light on the internet. We're like, oh, that's a cute story. That's great. But the hope has got to be found in the community at this point. We got, we got to start building actual places for conversations to exist that don't exist in the echo chamber of comment sections. Word. And listen, I'm just like you. I will stare at some comment sections and like analyze people and be like, where do I jump in? But usually I'd be like, don't do that to yourself. You don't need that frustration. It's it's unnecessary because then uh, next week it ain't going to matter. Right. The next week is is not going to matter. It's going to be another another incident that's going to take place. We just run it from place to place. We just run it. Oh, something happened over here. Oh, we run over here. Something else happened. We run it over there. And we offering our two cents with no real substance, nothing real to to show from it, right? Oh, boy. How can the people reach you, Mike? You can still find me on Instagram, Sisyphean Absurdity. That is still the only place you can find me, (laughs) unless you happen to be in Halifax and you happen to be a man and you want to come to the Holding Space Men's Wellness Group. That will be this Sunday. So, What's the topic? Oh, uh, we don't. We, it's uh, it's not even really topic based. We we open up with a little. I ask everyone how their table is, okay. and the table is like a metaphor for life. And then we invite, kind of, we let it go freely. Whoever brings in something, we let it spin from there. Were, were. As always, you could catch me on the socials, Phil underscore Roundtree. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, like, comment, share. Hopefully, you gain some some value. From this conversation 
that was had. This was solid. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always solid, right? If I if I do say oh. so. Whether it's not manifest, we don't do it for the views and the likes, but we do appreciate the views and the likes. <laughs> and with that said, I am Dr. Philip Roundtree. Peace.